0: Before you listen to this one,
1: go check out the Explainer episode.
0: What's going on? Where do we begin, podcast listeners? Denver Barris here from the Hawthorne Footy Club. Picked up last year, picked six in the National Draft. Uh, Did another amazing episode with these boys and uh, it's it's a good one to listen to. Take it easy and stay healthy, everyone. Cheers.
1: Thanks for that, Denver, and hello, and welcome to a brand new Class of 2020 episode of Where Do We Begin. My name is Harper. My co-host is Lockie. How are you, Lockie?
2: Mate, I'm absolutely awesome, Harps. What do you reckon? Just get straight into it? Yep. Let's
1: go. And now this Class of 2020 guess it's a big one. It was drafted at pick six. Uh, It's a Swan District's product, actually, uh, out in WA, 195 centimetres, 78 kilos, born on the uh, 17th of April, 2002, and drafted by the Hawthorne Footy Club. But more importantly, he's a great friend of the show. He's been on the show before, episode 28. I'm delighted to welcome on Denver Granger Barris. How are you, Matt? Good, mate. Good boys. How are you guys going? Mate, I'm absolutely superb, and last
2: time we spoke, you were stuck over, you were over in WA, and now you're down in our neck of the woods, you've uh, you crossed the border, I believe it's the, uh, the Nullarbor, as they say, and you're in Melbourne, how are you finding it?
0: Yeah, it's good, the the big city life is, it's busy, uh, keeps on me on my toes, especially in the car, um, there's lots going on in, in many different places, but... Still trying to find my way around the woods. Uh, I'm getting used to it, but I, I'm definitely enjoying it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, lovely. And uh, I see on Instagram you've been playing a lot of uh, a lot of golf as well. Just like a lot of footy players seem Big into that, clearly.
0: Yeah, trying trying to pick it up. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a common trend um, <laughs> around the boys. So I'm trying to trying to catch up. Um, I've had some really good days. The days that I post to my Instagram are normally pretty good. Um, and as as you probably noticed, I haven't posted to my Instagram recently because I've just gone down into a slump. Um, so I'm actually I've actually fallen out of love with the sport. I uh, haven't played it in, that, in about a week now, but I've actually got got some uh, got some golf on tomorrow with some of the first year Hawthorne players. So uh, who knows if I play well, then I might get back into it.
2: Are you com- are you feeling confident about that golf day, mate? I'm
0: confident that I'll win. Like, the boys are terrible. A lot of the first – I took them out of the driving range a couple of weeks ago and, gee, Jesus, like, they made me look like Tiger Woods. Like, genuinely, <laughs> they made me look like an absolute pro. Who, who um, are they? Who are you up against? They're um, so who So went to the driving range with Seamus Mitchell, um, Jack Saunders and Will Bravo, who's just training on with us. And then tomorrow we've got the the big golf days. Got Carl <clears throat> Hardigan from Adelaide, Tom Phillips from Collingwood, Seamus, Jack Saunders, Connor Downey, and Tyler Brockman. So we're all out playing nine holes at our, at Eastern Golf Course. So
2: fingers crossed we can we can break par. But I'm um, absolutely certain we won't. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to uh, checking Instagram tomorrow to see if you've update because that'll be all the answer. That that'll I'm be the answer. Book. Apart from golf, apart from football, what else are you doing? You know, with your spare time, are you studying off the field, or are you just focusing on football at the moment?
0: No, just just football. So it's pretty. Um, it's the, the general consensus is that you sort of, in your first year, you mellow it out a bit. You start to um, understand the way, the way of full time work, and and what the job requires from you. So. Um, it's not really a recommended thing that you get into studying G first year, but I think in um, the second semester, a lot might look into getting into sort of a disability care um, slash individual support working um, course or degree or something like that sort of fine-tune the results. Um, but, yeah, so i was just just chilling at the moment, trying to get used to um, the intense type of work, but I'm sure it's something I'll be able to grasp soon.
2: Yeah, that's completely I guess understandable. You know, you've already I guess had to go through so many changes like going into the AFL, having to move. Um so we won't see you down at Glen Waverley Bunnings in the plumbing section anytime soon.
0: Uh I actually was it, I was at the Glen Waverley Bunnings the other day, just grabbing <laughs> some uh some fittings for for the house over here. I, uh, any chance I can on sneaking down to Bunnings and making a day out of it. So if you if you go to one of the Bunnings around the joint, you'll probably bump into me.
1: Yeah, and just for the listeners that haven't listened to our earlier episode, uh, Denver's officially uh, in. I think is it third greatest Bunnings worker of all time. He's a real. uh, He was a real prodigy out in WA in
0: the Bunnings industry. There there. definitely up there. Yeah, definitely. I'd have to be. I was. I I I only worked there for about. I think I started in April and ended in in uh, maybe September, November, something (laughs) like that. So it was a good little stint. I loved it there, and I'm sure they want me back. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, 100%. They'd take you back any day. But um, you mentioned that uh, the disability work that you were wanting to get into before you uh, kind of knew that you were going to be an AFL player. Was that something that you wanted to get into like years ago or was it always AFL, AFL, AFL?
0: Um, I've always been – they always tell you you got to have a backup plan, you got to have a backup plan. So just tried to, to get through school, high school as, as best as possible, as best off to sort of uh, – Leave myself with as many opportunities as possible um, after school, after footy, or during footy. So that was sort of what I did. The disability sort of care sort of came around the corner, probably with last year and maybe the year before. Um, as a kid, my my um, my philosophy was: if I don't make AFL, then I'll go into become a firefighter. If I don't become a firefighter, I'll join the army. That was sort of my that was that was, that was my rule. Um, but since I've I've sort of honed in a little bit more, I think disability care sort of a field that I would I would really enjoy working.
1: In.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty awesome insight. I can already tell that I guess you love to help people by just like I guess talking about the other uh, careers that you're interested in. I did think golf was your backup plan with the way that you're talking about it, talking about it um, before. <laughs> now let's get back to our uh, football. So you got drafted, pick six. What was your first day like at the club?
0: It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a hard one actually. I still remember flying in on a Friday, um, and they shipped me off to the Tim O'Brien's house, and they said, "This is who you're staying with for, for a week or so before you go back to Perth." Um, and my first day was my first session was the next morning, which was a Saturday morning session. That's, we had to be there at six o'clock oh. at, at Fort Park. Which, if for many of you that don't know, it's six o'clock in Melbourne is three o'clock in Perth, yeah. so I, had to be, <laughs> I was I was asleep at um, I couldn't get to sleep too early, so I ended up going to sleep around about midnight slash eleven thirty Melbourne time, and then had to um, had to wake up at um what is it? What was it? Four? No, five. So two o'clock Perth time. So it was a uh, it was a bit of a battle and a big Saturday morning session. We ended up doing a lot of hill runs, and then down to St. Kilda Beach to do some swimming of the pier and back in and repeat. So it was it was a dreadful start, but um, it was good to sort of see all the boys buying in.
1: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Now, i got to say, in about maybe four years ago, one of the biggest uh, – video trends there was was those expectation versus reality videos and i've got to ask if you were making one of those if you're a a afl vlogger as an afl player what would you be putting in your expectation versus reality of life at an afl club
0: yeah definitely i've got a i've I've always i've actually sort of been mentioning this to people is my expectation would be to nonchalantly walk through the door and rock up at 10 o'clock and train till one o'clock or whatever, and then have a little meeting, get fed, and go home by two o'clock. Um, Does it yep, sound bad? All is good, yeah. Do that maybe three times a week. The rest of the week, you can, <laughs> rest of the week you can just chill. Play, play golf. golf. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's uh, coming in and realise how much, it's actually a full-time job, you know. It's 10-hour days, get in at seven, leave at five some days. Um, the amount of mental work. We're on the track for three hours, and then to the other, we're in the gym for an hour, and then the rest is all meetings, um, you know, reviews, and trying to trying to improve your own game and, and understand team structure. So it can uh, it can be very very taxing on the body and the ma- and the mind. So that's probably the biggest reality that reality checker was uh, was put through.
2: So you touched on it before. Was it sort of I guess the mental stuff and how important the mental side of the game? That sort of what is what surprised you the most since going to the highest level.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just the the amount of professionalism around us. So like, yeah, like I said, probably have two to three hours, four hours sometimes, worth of meetings, um, all with direct um reason and you know strategy meetings, team meetings, review meetings. So, and um, they're all to help you get better. And, and um, yeah, sitting in a meeting room, sitting down and just listening can be uh, extremely taxing. So. I know a lot of the other first-year boys who didn't do too much last year just played footy. Um, I know a lot of them have been falling asleep uh, on the way <laughs> home and, and been napping um, two to three times a day. So I'm a bit more accustomed to it, um, working full-time last year, but it's still, yeah, it's it's super draining, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um- I know whenever, whatever job you're going in, uh, whatever new job you're going into, there's always these like surprising things where you, you realize, oh, geez, oh, I'm not very good at this. Or you didn't even realize it was a thing. Mm. Is there something in particular that you uh, didn't even think about, but turns out you probably need to improve on and you're really working on now since you've been in the club?
0: Yeah, just sort of, just sort of playing to a system. I think in, in cults back home and um, maybe a little bit in waffle as well, you can sort of, you can sort of do your own thing, um, you know, you see ball, get ball kind of mentality. But um, playing at this sort of level, at this elite level, you know, if you if you're out of line in a system, you sort of see the impact that it has on other players, and and in turn, you know, I love how emotional players get about it. So, like, if you if I if I'm in the wrong position, that offsets um, on someone like Sam Frost, he'll turn around and he'll be vocal about how much it's upsetting him because something that I did then directly impacted how much he could impact um, whereas back home that wasn't that wasn't the case you could sort of do your own thing and, and find your own ball. so sort of I guess in a way learning how to mold into a system but at the same time bring your strengths to that system has been one of the one of the harder things that I didn't realize I was going to have to sort of develop.
2: Yeah, having guys like Sam Frost around, Hawthorne has a great group of senior players and mentors at the club. You know, you have Alistair Clarkson as the coach. You have Sam Mitchell, assistant coach. You have so many great leaders around that are always there to help you. Uh, who has helped mentor you over the last couple of months during preseason has really helped you mould your game and improve?
0: Uh, Sicily one. one. So him being out with an ACL sort of pushed you to the sidelines, but um, he's, been, he's been the, the opposite of on the sidelines literally he's been he's been in the middle of the training track yelling at everyone, picking him <laughs> picking and pulling. Um, you know, making sure boys are getting the best out of themselves. Um and he's been really, really good for me, just playing I like to play as similar to him as possible. Um and yeah, he just with my positioning, with how he coached, with how um he developed certain mental skills and physical skills to to battle certain things. So I think if anyone has been a mentor, I'd say uh, it'd be Cicely for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, fair enough. So uh, with all these kind of mentors, you've got, uh, like I'd imagine, you you guys are like setting goals together and stuff. I know that's a big thing uh, in the AFL now um, at most clubs, I'm guessing at Hawthorne as well. So have you got particular goals for this season uh, that you want to have achieved by uh, when we talk next in six months' time?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think my sort of, um, of course, anyone's goal is to play round one um, but my overarching goal is to to finally crack into the to the best 22 this year. But not only that, it's to, to hold my spot. So I don't want to be a player that's in and out. Um, I want to be a player that once I'm given the opportunity, they have no option but to pick me. So um, that'll be my goal. That's, that's something that I'm working towards. And, and me personally, I just want to be the best player that I can be. And, and I believe that I can be one of the best players out there. So to really push for that is is something that I'm striving for. I um, know it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's going to take time, so just trying to, just trying to learn as much as I can on the way and, and, and pick the brains of these great people around me, Sean Burgoyne, um, even Chad Wingard, James Sisley, so many amazing characters and footballers around me to, to develop that, um, that side of the game.
2: Mate, it's funny, that's actually the perfect segue because the next thing that I really wanted to ask because we touched on it in our last chat was that you wanted to be the best player in your draft and well, thought you were and definitely could be the best player in the AFL. So I just wanted to know what are you doing sort of in your first year that's a bit different from the other players that are, that you think will really hold you in good stead, make you stand out and develop into the player that you know you can be?
0: Yeah, I think Oh, I personally don't know what other players are doing but I just know that no matter what, no matter the, the circumstances, the day, the the weather, I'm you know trying to get the most out of absolutely everything, whether it's a, a Thursday or a Tuesday session where it's meant to be really, really light, doing low skills or something. I'll be out there giving my absolute all, whether it's a scratch match where they say no back with the flight, so I'll be going back with the flight because it's something that I would do. Um, it's the way I sort of play. So I know that. I'm gonna put in the work to try and to try and challenge myself because it's the, the best thing to do is to challenge yourself and to to challenge yourself to be the best person the best player that I can be so it's something I've always done and it's always um, it's always been driven by me and it's the sort of um, keeping myself accountable sort of thing I like saying it because in a way then it's out there and I know that I've got to do it um, but yeah I'm, I'm my own biggest motivator and I'm a strong believer that I can, that I can do what I want when I want. Um, I just got to make sure I put in the work to do so.
2: Mate. And then that just comes back with, our, I think you mentioned it last time. One of your most underrated traits is your competitiveness and everything that you've mm. just said there just comes back to that, how competitive every single session you want to get the best out of it. You want to get the best out of yourself. You want to, you're going back with a flight and the scratch matches it. And that's just an awesome trait to have.
0: That's me, that's me to a T. I'm so, I hate lo- and it's not even just with footy, I just hate losing. Remember I was playing I was playing around the world basketball with the host family. Um, and I'm the shittest basketball player. I'm some terrible. Not the worst jump shot you'll ever see. Um, but we put up I think we put up five bucks each. Um, and the next minute you wouldn't even know the difference between me and Steph Curry. Like I was I was draining shots and I end up winning, of course. Um I just, just takes it to a new level. <laughs>
1: Is there something since you've come into the club that you're kind of surprised that this particular skill, like uh, your this skill of yours is so good uh, compared to what you expected? Like, I don't know, maybe uh, you're a good kick, but you didn't realize quite how good a kick you were at AFL level. Um, well, I think it's it's sort of gone the other way in a sense.
0: Like, um, I don't know, one of my assets but like back home was my elite decision-making um and elite skills and it's sort of everyone's like a step up from there now so it's almost like i've got to i've got to improve on that again which i know i can and i know i will but um yeah every single one of my assets and strengths is now being tested on a new level so now it's just about adjusting and and trying to make sure i can get myself to being at that elite category and 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 being on top
1: yeah yeah um fair enough now we uh, ask a question that we ask in every podcast, whether it's one of these class of twenty twenty ones or uh, a regular episode. So, and it's going to be really interesting to track how this goes uh, throughout our interviews, which we're planning on doing every six months or so. So, at the moment, I know you're only a young guy. Uh, have you got a life philosophy or any quotations or uh, like catchphrase mantra you live by that well, guide your decisions?
0: Uh, yeah, I've always my mum. Drove it, from, drove it from a very young age. But, um, one was don't buy into the bull, uh, the bull crap, bull tish. Um, it's always just been something just like stay in your own world, just you to you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is have courage and be kind always. Um, it's another mantra that I've always followed. Um, I'm currently in in the process. We, we've worked with Ray McLean, one of the, um, one of the development people at, at Hawthorne and Currently in the process of developing my own, um, I guess, a catchphrase or motto. Um, and it'd be something revolved around being the best.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. Fair enough. Was that someone in the background suggesting something or is that just… <laughs> yeah, no, they're yell- you're yelling at dinner downstairs. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> well, right,
1: we'll look- finish it up soon. But Lockie's got uh, a quick question.
2: Yeah, that's lucky. So we will go to our uh, quick question segment, which we're doing for this class of 2020 series. Now, this is the first one. I did mention it off the air, so I just want to know who's missing you more: your girlfriend or your mum?
0: Or oh. <laughs> started off with a rough one. Uh, I don't know. I really, mum's been calling me, texting me every day, saying she misses me instead of a girlfriend. Uh, it's vice versa. Who's been missing me more? Um, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to put down as equal. There, Eve, oh. I'm sorry, you can't make your feet. Oh.
2: <laughs> you sound Jeez. like a politician. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Disappointing, mate. But anyway, uh, next one. Uh, you've got two hours of spare time on your hands. Uh, you Don't have any commitments. You can do whatever you want. What are you doing with your two hours?
0: Sitting there. Oh, two hours in between something is probably sitting down and watching maybe a TV show or doing a whole lot of nothing. But if it's two hours. Just doing absolutely nothing, I don't know. I might go hit some driving range balls, might go to the to the
2: golf club. All right. And uh, what's your biggest personal strength? So this is your a personal characteristic unrelated to football.
0: My biggest personal strength?
2: Oh, that's another good question.
1: You can name as many as you want. If you've got lots just all bubbling in your mind, you can name as many as you want. My biggest
0: personal strength? I think my ability to just understand is a big one. Uh, personally. Um, I think my self-awareness is another good one. Like I always understand the way my actions can affect other people and in turn how their actions in response. I think that's one of my better characteristic traits. But, yeah, I think my, yeah, just overall awareness is one of my, one of my stronger, stronger assets. Um, why people are feeling a certain way, why people are acting certain ways, have always been
2: um, one of my one of my but yeah, better aspects. Which is so important in I guess the current state of twenty twenty one, you know, mm-hmm. coming off the yes, pandemic.
1: Right. Yeah. Now go to the flip side of that. A uh, bit of a tricky one. Your biggest personal weakness, something that you might be working on or just yeah, biggest personal weakness.
0: Yeah, I think everyone's mental skills can improve. Mine's one. Um, <clears throat> I've had a I've had a fair bit of um fair bit of adversity throughout my whole life, but um you know, it's the way you bounce back from things like that, and and footy related. It's when things that pile up; these it can really sort of start to affect you. So, I think my um, development through those hard times could uh, could definitely improve. Um, you know, I'll try and I'll, I'll be self aware at the time, understand why I'm reacting certain ways, and and all that. But it's in terms of getting myself out of a certain slump or. Um, Or a sticky situation that that I could definitely work on.
2: That's awesome, mate. And just for our final question now, so we got the idea of this question from your Instagram bio and Twitter bio. So for people that don't know, in his Instagram bio, Denver has slip, swap, slap, and on Twitter he said had to leave Perth. Too much sun for pale skin, and that's something that I can relate to. So my my final question is: What is your favorite brand of sunscreen? Oh my goodness!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know a brand of sunscreen. SPF fifty. Nothing else. That's <laughs> the brand. SPF one million if they have one. Um, well, what do they have back home? I don't even know. I don't. This is, I think there's SunSmart. That's one. Banana Boat. Um, banana banana boat. boat. Yeah, that's that's common. That's coming back home.
2: Yeah, that
0: is. I've actually had to use sunscreen over here a bit more than I would have liked, but um, <laughs> any sort of sunscreen that's in front of me is a blessing. So I don't have a preference.
1: <laughs> yeah well I'd say through most of the Melbourne summer it's uh, hasn't really been the hottest or sunniest summer there's been lots of days below 20 degrees so might not but it's had some
0: serious stinkers and like it one, has, of the, I it has it was a Monday oh the Monday of our 2k trial trial oh. um it was a 42 degree day oh, no. and I was like oh all right it's pretty hot and I remember running it and it was hot I remember going to the club for the rest of the day and then coming out at about four five and it was raining <laughs> like I didn't know, mate. Hey, Melbourne. To Melbourne Can you explain <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here?
1: Yeah, that's definitely not something you get over in WA. But I think that just no. about wraps us up. It's been a pleasure having you on again, uh, Dan. We're the third time featuring you on the podcast with the Christmas special as well. So, it'd be great having you on, mate. Thanks very much.
0: No, thank you guys for having me. It's always a blessing to be on your beautiful podcast. I'll be listening in for the years to come. Thank you.
2: Thanks for that, Denver. Absolutely stoked that we got the opportunity to talk to you again. It is always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, exactly. And another great episode of Class of 2020 series coming out tomorrow with the great man Joel Weston from the Freo Dockers. Hope to see you there. Thanks very much for listening.
2: Thanks, guys, for sticking around. Always appreciate your support.